Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Kelly Bagler. Kelly is a multi-award winning businesswoman, the founder and general manager of her own law firm, Bagler Law. She is also a multi-degree qualified lawyer and real estate broker who practices in San Diego, California. Kelly is also the proud CEO of GoLegalYourself.com a unique brand of do-it-yourself legal services that caters towards entrepreneurs by offering clear, concise, all-in-one legal packages. So, a very, very big welcome, Kelly. Well, thank you so much, Robert. I am super excited to be on the show. It's a real pleasure having you on. And before we go through all your amazing work and what you've achieved, we do have our customary icebreaker question on the Legally Speaking podcast which is on the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, how real would you rate the reality hit series Suits in terms of its reality? (laughs) I'm going to say it's possibly a three or a four. Yeah, I think that's fair. And that's coming from a well-informed, good corporate lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's all made for Hollywood, isn't it? But... God bless him. <laughs> God bless him indeed. So we have to yes. start at the beginning. Tell our listeners a little bit about your family background and, and upbringing. I would love to, even though I'm based here in beautiful San Diego, California, Robert. I do have that slight accent and it is from across the pond. I was born and raised in England. I am the baby of seven children. I'm the youngest, obviously, and very, very spoiled. And all of my family, they are in the medical field in one respect or the other. I was the only one that ventured out and decided to go into law. I knew at the age of five, don't ask me how, but I knew I wanted to do something different than my family. And so I actually saw my dad. My dad at the time migrated from India with with my mom. And he worked in a factory in Birmingham. Birmingham, good old Birmingham, right? And he actually uh, worked his way up and he ended up buying the, the factory out. So he became the owner. And just sort of watching that was pretty re- remarkable and pretty incredible. And so now I found my role model. And I knew I wanted to do something in, in business, but it's always a fantastic thing having a law degree, which you can pretty much use for anything uh, nowadays. And so I set out, you know, um, going down that legal path, if you will, came out to the States uh, right after high school when I was about 16 years old and did my undergrad here in the States in business admin, went back to England because mom said I was gone for way too long. I took advantage of that time and I went to law school and loved it there. And then I decided I didn't want to stay there for another three years. So I came back out to the States. I did my master's in law and Right after that, I sat for the bar. Uh, by the way, don't believe any other lawyer that says that uh, the California or the bar itself is easy. The California bar is the most difficult bar exam anyone can take. I know you interview lawyers from around the world and especially from within the different states of America. But you let them know and say, Kelly said, California is the hardest (laughs) bar exam for any attorney to pass. So 
obviously I passed that. And my very first attorney position, Robert, was with Baker and McKenzie. At the time, they were the largest international law firm in the world. So I must have gotten lucky somehow. Obviously, I put in the hard work, but I loved my time there. I was the corporate and securities attorney. You know, the title sounds so, so regal. I did quite a bit of cross-border transactions. I did some international transactions and I just loved my time there, loved it. I learned pretty much from some of the best attorneys out there how to practice law. And then you sort of fast forward and I decided, well, it's time to move along because of, I guess, big law firm politics, right? Um, climbing that corporate ladder, trying to climb that ladder to be, become partner, it would have taken a while. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go to a smaller firm. It was a intellectual property firm. They needed someone to build out their corporate uh, department. So I went on board as the corporate attorney. Within six months, I was promoted to senior corporate attorney. Um, at that firm, I learned how not to do things, which is extremely important as to learning how to do things. So I decided after working for uh, the partner there, this wasn't going to be for me. I thought, if I can go out and make money for him, why can't I do that for myself? So it's been about 11 years now. I decided 11 years ago, I opened my law firm and it has been an incredible journey. I've loved every moment of it. And I'm just excited about uh, what Bagalore can do going forward. Yeah, and I must say, we will talk a lot more about that a little later on because you've done so much with your firm. And just going back a little bit there, you do hold, you know, multiple degrees, memberships, you know, accreditations, which is super, super impressive. You know, do you want to maybe give a bit of a shout out to some of our listeners around those and, and how you found your experience acquiring all of those kind of accreditations? Because it is highly impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really sort of the... Um the protege, if you will, of education from both sides of the world, right? Apparently, uh, Robert, you might know this, but the English education is held to quite a high esteem around the world. And um, comparing it to the, the US, if you will, the US is, it's got its own challenges, you know, so it, it's wonderful to sort of experience best of both worlds. When I went out on my own, I decided, well, I have to create a presence somewhere. And where would I like that to be? And obviously, I picked a city in San Diego. And I did join the local chamber of commerce. I think it's very important for someone that's going out on their own. doesn't matter really what type of business you want to open. I think it's uh, networking is huge. It, it, and it, it is over here in the States. And, and obviously, I'm assuming it is over there in Europe, too, because it's really, you know, who, who you know, and how to sort of get there. But um, besides my law degree, which we obviously have to keep up uh, every year here in the US, we do have to take our continuing legal education classes, I decided to add to that credential to become a real estate broker. Now in the US, agents, real estate agents are allowed to sell, help someone buy and sell a home. In England, I believe it's solicitors, and I'm not sure whether they've expanded that now. But at the time, I had some clients that I was helping with real estate, and they created a very confident, you know, a very confident relationship with me. And they thought, well, Kelly, can you help us buy and sell real estate? 
it wasn't my forte, Robert. And, and I thought, well, well, why not, right? Why not? So instead of uh, doing the agent route, I went directly to the broker route. And now I'm actually able to help my clients directly sell and buy uh, real estate. I don't do that for just sort of uh, anyone. It's just really a particular, an added bonus for my clients that I, that I provide. And then over the time, I decided that uh, as clients were coming to me, this is completely separate from the real estate world, which is actually booming and it's pretty uh, hot here in the US at the moment. Besides that, Clients were coming to me with the same sort of issues and problems, starting the business. How do you do that? Either they went to other websites or other online companies to help them start a business, or uh, they Googled. Everybody Googles, right? But obviously, everybody knows that anything you find on Google isn't always 100%. I know it's shocking. It might be shocking to your audience, but it's not 100%. So at that time, I decided, well, you know, I really need to set the record straight. And how do I do that? So I wrote a book, right? I guess that's the only way to set the record straight is to write a book. And I did call it Go Legal Yourself. I mentioned, uh, I heard you mention that I am also the CEO of Go Legal Yourself. And that's when I said, okay, you know, every business owner that wants to own a business, that is in a business, that wants to grow their business, and even if somebody wants to sell their business the right way, how do they do that? So Go Legal Yourself talks about the four phases of a business legal life cycle and what you need to do legally in each, each phase. And so I thought, okay, but I'm giving them the information. Now I have to give them the tools. And that's when golegalyourself.com was born. And since I've introduced that business to uh, the public, I have been interviewed, Robert, by prestigious magazines. And again, it's based on the innovation that I'm bringing to legal. Legal has been around for thousands of years, believe it or not. It really hasn't changed much as far as access, reasonable, affordable, direct access to attorneys. And so I decided to give these particular people that are looking to start their business or grow their business the right way, uh, the tools to do that. And it has been a lot of fun. A hell of a lot of fun. And you've achieved so much with that. So, um, and we'll talk about that again in a little bit more detail because how you've actually tried to take that from an idea and execute it and the following you've built and the, how much you're helping people is truly, truly fantastic. But I want to talk a little bit more about, you mentioned you spent time with Baker McKenzie where you were based in uh, you know, San Diego. You know, just tell us a little bit more about your experiences there because obviously you then have gone on to talk set up your own firm, but just a little bit more about how you found your time there. I truly, and this is a piece of advice for anyone that wants to become an attorney, right? I would highly, highly suggest that you at least start to do maybe a summer intern or somehow get your foot in the door to work with some of the largest law firms that are out there because the experience you gain there is invaluable. That You can't put a price on that. You compare it to someone that's just passed the bar and now they're out on their own. Here in the States, they're allowed to put their shingle out and say, okay, I've just passed the bar. Here I am. I'm practicing now. And, and they're allowed to do that. But <laughs> they do not teach you in law school. Again, this might be a shocker, right? They do not teach you in law school or while you're taking the bar exam how to communicate with clients, how to assess the different issues that the client may be 
showing you or maybe communicating to you, but yet they don't know what the issues are. And that's where that real experience comes in is when you start to deal with these real life issues that clients bring to you. And this is what we did at the big law firms. I really got to understand you know, the ins and outs of a contract, for example. What makes a contract a solid contract? How do you prevent loopholes where people can later on say, well, based on this, you know, I get to walk away from the contract or the deal. I really learned how to practice the securities aspect of law. That's basically well, but when a company is looking for funding, you know, it could be private funding, and they're looking for funding in exchange for equity in the business. How do you do that? In America, we have a separate arm of the government called the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, and they are the ones that oversee that type of exchange when it comes to securities. And so I really learned how to do that as well. And yeah, I, I kind of pride myself. Uh, I, even though I'm in solo practice right now, and that's by design as well, there isn't another solo practitioner that can put a securities document together. They're all, you, you're going to find them all at the big law firms and clearly you pay you know, the big law firm pricing, rightfully so. But uh, I, I really walked away from Baker and McKenzie knowing the law, looking for issues, explaining to clients what potential issues could occur as well. And just a hands-on experience at the time, right, you're, you're a brand new associate and so they're giving you these documents and just throwing documents at you. Or sometimes you spent a week down in the records uh, department just sifting through contract after contract after contract. And at the time, you don't know what you're looking for. And then it all sort of comes together. And that experience, truly, there's, there's nothing like it. So anyone out there that uh, wants to go to law school, become a lawyer, start their own firm, you know, at, at some point, definitely get your experience with one of the bigger firms. And we, we should talk about that then. You're, you know, from there, you've moved on, you've done fantastically well, and you, you have set up Bagla Law, which is doing amazingly well. What advice would you give to other lawyers who are thinking of maybe setting up their own law firm? And just tell us a little bit more about your, your law firm as well. Right. The other thing, uh, Robert, that they don't teach you in law school is uh, how to become a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that I literally had to learn on my own. That you, you, you can read you know, all these books, but nothing really prepares you for the real life experience when you do become a business owner. So now, not only did I, I, I know my skill very well and I can uh, provide legal services to clients and potential clients. A law firm is a business itself. So how do you run a business? So if someone is considering going out on their own, make sure that you have at least the software. That, that's huge, right? Have the software that's going to support uh, your business, your practice. Uh, definitely look into different types of software that cater to legal and attorneys. So that, that would be number one. Number two is make sure that you yourself incorporate as a firm. Do not go into this business as yourself because the first person that a client is going to sue is the attorney. So make sure that you are protected from that aspect. Set up your law firm as a corporation. And then number three, which is one of the biggest ones, is the marketing aspect. And you and I, I'm sure we could talk about the marketing of any business, you know, for 24 hours nonstop. Marketing 
is really huge. You cannot stop marketing for one moment. You want to make sure that you develop a place, find out where you want to practice, right? That would be the, uh, the number one thing to really focus on. Where do you want to practice and what types of clients do you want to practice? Initially, you're probably going to say yes to everyone that knocks on your door and then I guess you'll figure it out. But don't sort of lower your, your fees just because you feel like you need to take in a client. Um, if you stay consistent throughout, then clients will tell other people and say, this is a fantastic attorney. She's always consistent. She always answers her phone. Yes, make sure you answer your phone. But um, you know, be, be available. Be available to that client. Take whatever you learned from the big firm and be available. Don't always take take from the client. Definitely give more if you can than, than you take. And you've pretty much got a client for life. I still have clients from 11 years ago, Robert, and it's, it's, it's been wonderful. And that's such great advice. And I echo all of the points that you mentioned there, particularly on the marketing aspect. It's so, so, so important. And as you're sort of very well known and commonly known as the, the queen of business law, you mentioned earlier that you're, you're, you're very familiar with the, the big stage. You've been you know, invited to speak. You've won countless awards. Um, I believe you've won Powerful Woman Entrepreneur Awards at the Dreams Inspiration Awards, Business Woman of the Year for the San Diego Business Journal. And most recently, the 20 most successful business women to watch 2020 by the Insight Success magazines. So how do you do it? <laughs> oh, and then I have to sleep too, right? <laughs> In between all of that, I'm really humbled, right? First and foremost, I'm very humbled to have received those awards and, and be nominated for those awards. And, and it really takes hard work, running your own business and actually standing out. Uh, is two different things. Anyone can run their own business, but how are people going to find you? Do you want to make a difference, right, in your industry? Do you want to leave a legacy behind? It, it starts with having passion for what you do. And once I went out on my own, that's when I really realized that I can actually make a difference. I can help entrepreneurs. I can show them the right way and the wrong way. I can help them grow their business the right way. And just watching clients grow as well. It's like a, um, you know, mama bird, right? And, and, and uh, you're watching your little birds sort of uh, get their bearings and, and understand what's going on. And eventually they have to leave the nest. And that's what the clients do. But that you, you really sort of um, sit back in pride and say, wow, I helped create that. Those awards that I've received, again, it's, it's for being just myself, being accessible to clients, being able to help them. That's the huge thing. You know, anyone can give advice, but can that advice actually help the client as to what they're looking for? And then always be, you know, consistently top of mind with them too, reaching out and saying, how are things going? Once a month, I send out a newsletter to my, my clients and actually, you know, anyone can subscribe to it. They can just go to uh, my law firm, Bagler Law and subscribe there. Or they can go to Go Legal Yourself and subscribe there. There's some great information that I provide. And again, you know, I always get comments back from, from people that read my articles. And they're very short because people, we don't have time nowadays to sit there and read, right? So these articles are very short and uh, very informative. But I think it's highlighting, Robert, the, the fact that 
entrepreneurship, it's for everyone. It's not only for select few now. It's really become quite accessible. And the opportunities, once you become your own boss, right? You're giving up a guaranteed paycheck. I had a fantastic paycheck, to, to say the least, at the big law firm. But what kind of life do you want to live? I was putting in 15, 16 hours a day. But yeah, I was loving it because I was learning. I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. You know, I, uh, I have a fantastic husband that I love dearly. I want to spend my life and my time with him. And, and uh, we have four fantastic dogs. And yes, I'm a dog person. I would do anything for them. And, you know, this, it depends on what type of life do you want to live as well as, as an individual. And I've been very blessed, Robert, very blessed that the path that I took, you know, getting the experience, opening my own firm, innovating, legal, so it's accessible for all. I'm just so proud of it all. Um, I don't think if I had to go back and say if I had to do it all over again, I think I would do it exactly the same way because I've learned lessons, valuable lessons along the way that have allowed me to be where I am today. Hope I answered your question. More so, more than I could have hoped. I think that was an exceptional answer. So thanks for, for sharing that. And we've We've touched on, as I mentioned, introduction, and you've kind of touched on a few times as well, you know, go legal yourself, which is just amazing. Um, and you've kind of briefly touched on sort of how it all works. But just tell us a little bit more and how people can kind of, you know, what, what benefits they can get from that and how they can kind of practically, you know, get involved. So here in the States, you know, there's, you've got currently there are two options. So you've got the, the traditional option where if someone wants to start a business or they want to grow their business, they go to a law firm and one, they have to research a law firm, a good business law firm. And two, they have to go make the appointment and meet with the attorney. And then once you do get on board with an attorney, it's not really that senior attorney that's doing your work. It's usually the associates and then the mid associates. And finally, the, the partner will look through the documentation. So there's a process. And that's, this is exactly what we did at the big law firm too. So there's a process there. And then the second option that's available is um, online companies. So you can search, you know, incorporating online or forming a business online. And you're going to get a plethora of uh, companies that pop up and say, we can help you with that. The problem there, and this is exactly why Go Legal Yourself was born. The problem there, Robert, is that they are not law firms. They're not attorneys, so they cannot give you advice. You, as an individual, have to spend countless hours. I'm sure you know, we all have limited hours, but you have to spend countless hours that you don't have researching what's going to be the best entity for you. Are you going to be a, a limited liability company? Are you going to be a corporation? And if you are, what type of corporation? And then on top of that, what kind of contracts do you need to protect yourself when you're doing business with clients? So those are the two options for people that want to start a business. I've actually created like the, the third and the better option of all. And I've taken out the guesswork, Robert. I've taken out the uncertainty, if you will, uh, that, that uh, people may have. Am I doing this right? Is this the right entity for me? Is this the right contract I need? And so I actually created packages for them. It's really you know, straightforward. If you want to start your business, here's the startup essentials package. And it's everything that you're going to need from a legal perspective to start your business. 
Then if somebody wants to grow their business, what are the legal documents they need there? Maybe they want to grow their board of directors, right? Maybe they're adding some more uh, board of directors because they are growing. Maybe they need to hire employees at this time. What employment contracts do you need? And I've created a growth essentials package for them too. So literally, I have made it so easy for someone that they could start their business tomorrow. And I just love that. And I think, you know, there's the added, like you say, there's the insurance there that they know it's not this off the shelf thing that's not accredited. There's all those years of experience. The mechanism is there. So I highly, highly recommend Go Legal Yourself and people should check it out. And from there, a little birdie tells me you're also the inventor of uh, Adorables, if I'm pronouncing (laughs) that correctly. So tell us more about that, because that sounds fun and wacky. Oh, you, yes, you are, Robert. That was so much fun. So as an attorney, this is the funniest thing. I have to, I have to keep sort of doing something, right? Because I get bored really quickly. And this is probably going on about, oh, I'm going to say about seven years ago. I was at a gift show in LA. And I was walking up and down the aisles with a friend, checking out some of their uh, um, gift ideas and products that they had. And I went down this uh, aisle where there were just these plush toys. And I'm thinking, wow, these are pretty ugly looking toys to be very blunt, right? And who, who would want to buy any of these? So the idea occurred to me at that point. I thought, well, why, why can't I create a plush toy? But just creating a plush toy wasn't going to do it, right? You, you have to actually have it be useful. And so you filed for a patent. It's a utility patent on ear adorables it's where it's a toy plush toy that uh, the ears are oversized and they open up into pockets so now if a kid wants to play with all his or her little trinket and they want to take them to grandmas or their friends they can put them all in the adorables ears and take the adorables with them wherever they go and it took me so when i say robert stepping back a second when i say that I understand entrepreneurs. I understand business owners. It's because I am one. I went exactly down that road. I've experienced their pains, right? And this is what I was experiencing when I was trying to find someone to license the IP from me. There are obviously the, there's two ways that you can take your product to market. One is you manufacture it yourself um, or you can license the IP. So I decided to do the licensing part. And It was probably about three years ago now. I was uh, on a show. It was called The Toy Box. It was for, it's an equivalent of the Shark Tank, right? But this is for toy inventors. And I was actually, went through the process, uh, was on TV. It was fun. There were three winners. One was the judges pick. The judges were little children. It was really, really cute. The second one was the host's pick. And then the third one was um, Toys R Us and Mattel's pick, and they picked me. And so I ended up doing a licensing agreement with um, Mattel. It's one of the largest toy makers here in the States. And I guess Adorable sold pretty well in Canada, believe it or not. And um, at some point, you know, Mattel was doing the whole reorganization and Toys R Us, what have you. I guess they were filing for bankruptcy. and so. At that point, it lasted for a while. At that point, I decided, okay, well, you know, I can take the, uh, the IP back. And so I'm um, in negotiations with someone else to license the IP to them. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was fun. But just trying to, 
you know, go down that road that I had no idea of. The toy industry, Robert, it's really cutthroat. You have to be on your toes when you're dealing with anyone from that industry. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. And you, you talk, <laughs> talked about it there in terms of you pictured on TV and shows, because you are no stranger to the media. You're a highly recognized public speaker. You featured, I believe, sort of NBC, ABC, The Telegraph, to name a few. You regularly feature on the likes of sort of Fox 5 um, Live, the American Dream TV show. So tell our listeners what sort of things you tend to get invited on to talk about those, those shows. I think it could be anything from sort of like COVID liability waivers. But yeah, tell our listeners a bit, a bit more about that. Exactly. I would start off with uh, anyone that's to, trying to promote entrepreneurship. Uh, again, that's huge, huge in America. 90% of businesses in America are small businesses, Robert. They're mom and pop shops, right? They're, they're, they're people that um, put a business together and they run it for 20, 30 years or so. And, you know, I have such tremendous respect for them because they, they go through this day in, day out. And uh, the, the shows that invite me as a guest, yes, they have to do with uh, entrepreneurship. How do you get started if you want to start your own business? What are the top three that you need to do, right? Or they'll ask me about um, if somebody wants to sell their business, what's the best way to do that? Or they'll ask me about if somebody would like to expand their business, say they want to go overseas or they want to go into different states. What are the top three that they have to sort of uh, um, consider in that uh, respect? And then the latest one, actually, because I guess we we are recording during the COVID time. It is a global pandemic. It's it's pretty heartbreaking uh, for some families. And um, when businesses in America, when they are shut down, it's disastrous uh, for the American economy and pretty much worldwide too, because America is such a, a huge, um, you know, sort of financial hub, if you will. And at the time, I don't think anybody was talking about it but I said it's, it's important to bring up to the public. So businesses that were slowly reopening, uh, one way for them to sort of protect themselves from COVID-related lawsuits, because again, America is a sue-happy country. Anyone can sue at any time, and it's really up to the business owner to protect themselves when it comes to that type of liability. So I, I introduced a COVID-19 liability waiver form. This actually exact topic is being discussed at the federal level. Uh, I think they're going to include it as a um, safe harbor. That's the word, as a safe harbor. So if somebody does get sued, so they go to a business and um, they say they they attracted COVID from that business, well, the business would be um, shielded from that liability from a lawsuit because of either the COVID-19 live uh, waiver or the, the safe harbor that the federal government's creating right now. So it, it was a very important topic. At least it gives hope for businesses to start to reopen at some point. Yeah, and long, long may that continue. And as we just look to, to wrap up, Kelly, um, you referenced previously, but you have authored many books, Go Legal Yourself, Go, on your own, Go Own Yourself, I believe, which are available to buy on Amazon and through to the lights of doing business in the United States. So what sparked your passion for, for writing books? 
first one, uh, Robert, go own yourself. That was to set the record straight. You know, I've been practicing now for 17 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's been, oh, wow, wow. Yes. For 17 years I've been practicing. I just had to set the record straight. There's so much misinformation out there, Robert. So I said, okay, well, this is, this is how I'm going to help people. So go, go legal yourself was the very first book. The second book was Go Own Yourself, and that one was because of the success stories that I've, I've seen with clients over and over again. So I interviewed some of my successful clients, and I said, well, what do you do? You know, how do you, how do you keep yourself going every day? And, you know, mind you, uh, there have been failures. You know, owning your own business isn't always a walk in the park by far. There's going to be some failures, but how do you overcome those? How do you, how do you learn from them and keep moving on? And so go own yourself. You can literally unleash your greatness uh, that you have so you can own your own part of the world, right? And then um, doing business in the United States, that's for clients or for potential uh, clients that are foreign-based uh, individuals or companies that want to actually do business in the United States. Um, so, so that's a handbook for them. It's a little ebook they can directly actually get a copy a free copy of that uh, robert from my website baglerlaw.com and then i'm actually working on so uh, december december middle of december my uh, second edition to go legal yourself will be out um, very very proud of that one i'm working with one of the largest publishers here in the u.s called wiley and sons and then I'm also thinking about a fifth book that's in the works right now. And it's really going to be just legal tips, you know, legal information for um, entrepreneurs. And this information, business owners pay thousands of dollars for. And I'm going to be putting it all into a straightforward book for, uh, for entrepreneurs so they can start their venture off on the right legal foot. Brilliant. Well, I, I've loved learning all about that and hearing all about that. And I look forward to those. And I'm sure you would have inspired a lot of our listeners today. So if people do want to follow you, get in touch about anything we've discussed, what's the best way platform for them to do that? Feel free to shout out any web links or relevant social media channels. Yes, absolutely. Uh, email is always fantastic. You can email me directly. It is kelly at baglerlaw.com. Or you can email me on kelly at golegalyourself.com. And my social handles, I'd love for you to follow me on uh, at Kelly Bagler, which is my Instagram. And then at golegalyourself6, the number six. And that would be uh, the other Instagram handle. And then obviously I am on LinkedIn as well for anyone that would like to reach out and say hello. And I heard you on Legally Speaking podcast. Uh, I'll be more than happy to, to chat with them. Brilliant. Well, thanks an absolute million, Kelly. It's been a real pleasure having you on, learning about your journey. Truly inspiring. Wishing you lots of continued success uh, with Bagler Law. Go legal yourself and all your future pursuits. But for now, over and out. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Legally Speaking Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want to help support us, remember to leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes. You can also support the show and gain exclusive benefits, bonus content, and much more by signing up to our Patreon page, which is www 
patreon.com forward slash Legally Speaking Podcast. Thanks for listening.